here we go. <laughs> the Sprista's Goose. <laughs> I don't apocalypse on Shabbos. <laughs> Trump Shabbos. <laughs> I say that doesn't sound like too good of a story for him then. <laughs> yes, it's an 80s film, but it's a quintessential 80s film. That motherfucker gets me excited about science. But yes, I, I do think that this movie requires a couple more views. I have the same cup size as Doc Hawk. <laughs> Give me my sandwich. <laughs> no crusts. Was it an instant classic for you? Uh, no. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Don't Be Crazy podcast. I am Zach Rancourt, and I am here for another fun-filled Podsnack episode. Today, I am going to be breaking down the Sam Mendes 2019 film 1917. Uh, This movie is nominated for Best Picture at the 2019, I guess it'd be 2020, no, 2019 Academy Awards. Uh, This movie I had the pleasure of seeing tonight, so I wanted to come back and record a quick pod snack for everybody so you could Hear my thoughts on it without it being spoilerish. So here we go. This movie is written by Sam Mendes and Christy Wilson Cairns. It is shot by the oh so amazing Roger Deakins, the man, the myth, the legend, the music by Thomas Newman, the film editing by Lee Smith and the production design by Dennis Gassner. Uh, this movie has a fantastic cast, just like most of the movies we we do on here. But uh, it stars Dean Charles Chapman, George McKay, Daniel Mays, Colin Firth, Pip Carter. Uh, what else we got here? Andrew Scott, Benedict Cumberbatch and Mark Strong. So here are my thoughts on this movie without it being too spoiler heavy. This movie is incredibly visceral. I immediately felt like I was in a video game. Uh, The film is famously shot as one long take. So it's constantly you're constantly behind the camera as a viewer, but you're from their perspective, essentially, like you're the third person on this two person journey. And I think that that was a very, very wise choice by Mr. Mendez. There, you know, there are some edits that you can clearly see when they use something to to block a scene and there was an edit done for that but just the illusion of it making it as a long take just adds to that authenticity of of this war of world war one uh along with that being so visceral is the set design it is unreal the amount of detail that they used in the set design it's it's phenomenal just watching certain things seeing carvings and postings or postings, <laughs> seeing carvings and posts, seeing different types of clothing, the way people are sitting and, and laying. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable. And that was a huge, huge endeavor by people like Lee Sandalis and Dennis Gassner. I mean, they did such an amazing job for that. It just felt so authentic and so gritty. And then you compliment, that just compliments Mr. Deacon's cinematography and how he shot this it's so well lit and this man can do no wrong he is the god of cinematography and if you say anyone else i will fight you i will come to your house and i will fight you i'll probably just end up hugging you but roger deakins is the man sorry hands down so the soundtrack is phenomenal it is this type of bassy orchestra that constantly builds attention while it has some subtle moments of of brevity which you're like maybe something's going to be okay and there's long 
long parts in uh, collaboration with with the shot choices that they use that you feel are drawn out and maybe maybe there's a little hope on the horizon or what's going to happen but there's a constant buildup of tension throughout the film that you're you're waiting for something to happen and you're waiting for our two uh, protagonists to get shot or a bomb to go off or something. And I've never been in, in a war, nor have I ever lived in the year 1917, but I can only imagine that this is, this can get as authentic as, as humanly possible without, you know, music playing (laughs) from the background. But this is a very, very uplifting movie too. When you strip it down and you look at, at the meaning behind it, and it's about hope. I mean, hope's a very dangerous thing, but it's also a very, very powerful and moving thing and, and human will and maintaining that humanity that we have and knowing that this war is fought by by boys, by people. Um, they just want to get home. And it's this film's not glorifying war. It's more showing it from the perspective of of these people who know that sometimes you just have to to do what's what's right in your mind and you can't give up. And as long as you have that hope and that that goal or that dream of getting home, then everything else is is just out the window. Uh, no matter how ugly war is, and war is very, very ugly. I don't think this this film is glorifying war in any way, shape, or form. It's not clearly painting these are the good guys, these are the bad guys. It is showing the heartache with it. And there's a scene in it which is almost angelic and it brings you to tears because these poor boys is what they are. They are on their final maybe stretch or this might be the last time that they're alive. It's their final moment of any type of, for lack of a better term, hope, like I keep saying. It's essentially their final moment of freedom and it is done so well it is shot beautifully i mean i just i can't say enough about about what a marvel this film is in terms of of the visuals and everything uh it definitely needs to be seen on imax i did not see it on imax but damn star wars is taking all the screens right now but it needs to be seen on imax to see its full beauty and i cannot wait till it comes out on 4k so this movie wasn't perfect though I think there were a few things that I wasn't a huge fan of. Uh, it was very hard to hear the dialogue just because they had very thick British accents. There was a lot of Cockney and different regions. So it was hard to hear. And then you compound that with military terms. So when I do watch it, and I, I, I do this anyways, but I would watch it with subtitles. It would be very beneficial because then I could pick up on on the things that were being said. So that was something that was odd. The sound effects were great. All the VFX were fantastic. Um, it's just that the dialogue was was hard to hear at times. The other thing that kind of bugged me about this, and it's not even super negative, was that it reminded me of Dunkirk. I felt like I had seen this before, and there were a lot of elements of Dunkirk in this. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it definitely felt like a continuation of Dunkirk or maybe like a sub story that was happening while that movie was was occurring. So I, I I definitely had that vibe. Um the sound the soundtrack was was really great. And Thomas Newman did such a a good job with it. Thomas Newman did Skyfall. He was 
he was part of that in Skyfall. Uh, so he he's worked with with Sam before and he knows how to do some good music. But I definitely think that this is a very good movie to go see in theaters and you should see it in theaters. Now, in terms of Oscar picks, personally, I don't think it should win Best Picture just because I think this category is is, is stacked. It's 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 going to be really hard to be able to compete against the other films, but I, I definitely think that it it should win for cinematography. That would just be crazy if it if it didn't. You know, so it's going against Ford versus Ferrari, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Marriage Story, Little Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, and The Irishman. I've seen almost all of those films, and I would honestly be okay if any of them won. I just don't necessarily think this was my number one choice for it. Regardless, that's not saying it's a bad movie, but I really, really liked 1917. I think that you guys should see it for sure. Um, There's some pretty gnarly scenes that bring you down to earth and realize that we are human beings, but it's, it's tough, man. I would probably never survive in, in world war one, but whatever. I'm just a guy with a microphone. So anyways, that's all I have to say. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening to the don't be crazy podcast. Uh, thanks for listening to this pod snack in particular. Make sure you remember to follow us on Twitter at dbcrazypod, at edgyarmo, and at zachdale60, where you can share your thoughts with us and we'll discuss them on our show. Tell me I'm crazy. Tell me there's a better cinematographer than Roger Deakins, and I will listen. You're wrong, but I'll listen. Uh, you can even tell us what movie you think we should watch for our next episode. The only thing, the only thing I have to ask is please remember to not be crazy. Thank you for listening.